Hello, everybody out there. I am Mary Catherine Ham. This is an episode of Getting Hammered. Second episode. Here we are. We're finding our feet. I'm here with my friend Vic Mattis. How's it going? Great. I can't believe we're still on the air. <laughs> they haven't kicked us off yet. <laughs> we just debuted this week. It's very exciting. That's right. That's right. A lot of excitement. Uh, a lot of a lot of really nice things people are saying. I know. Um, among them, Mama Ham called me yesterday and said she really enjoyed the she podcast. Did. So, like once For you real. once you've got her vote. Oh, good. good. <laughs> she said you and Vic are great together. Oh, chemistry. She's. I wonder if she'll be offended by that that uh, impression. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I believe I met your mother, and that sounded accurate. I thought she was just here. She's so, was she's lovely. So. <laughs> And has great taste, clearly. Yes. So we got a call from her, but we got uh, we got all sorts of Twitter reactions. And I should say also that you, as the co-host of the uh, the Sub Beacon mm-hmm. podcast, um, I did make a deal with you, as the Sub Beacon is one of my favorite podcasts, that you would not be leaving the oh, other yes. one in yes. service of no, this one. No, no. Uh, well, you know, my co-host, Sonny Bunch, Jonathan Vilas, they had... They peppered me with all sorts of questions about oh, what this show is all about. And I was try- trying my best to differentiate. And I said, I promise you we're not going to talk a lot about movies and TV. And and we'll do different things. Maybe instead of Spirit of the Week, we'll do Coffee of the Week. Like- uh, instead of shout-outs, <laughs> we'll do call-outs. You know, instead of corrections, fixes, right, stuff right, like right. that. Yeah, we'll just, so, we'll just change the wording. Yeah, that's it's right. going to be like, uh, like, like when you write a college paper and you're just... Just switch right. those that's paragraphs right. up that's a little that's bit. That's right. They'll never know. I'm just kidding. I never did anything like that. Uh, no, but what this show is about, actually, is that we're going to do some chit-chat. We're going to talk about the news, but we're going to talk about our news, the news in a way that is not insufferable. Because it can get tough out there. That's right. I mean, more, I'd like to think of it like in the, the, the Regis and Kelly show, you know, where he used to get started. And if you remember before that with Kathy Lee, uh, it would be Regis. And sometimes he'd have his wife on, uh, Joy Philbin. And that would be like me. I'm going to be joy- by the way. And Julia, the joy to my readers. Yes, Julia, Julia Sweeney did a great uh, impression with Dana Carvey of uh, Joy Philbin. He was Regis, and every time she was about to say something, she would raise a, a coffee mug to her mouth and just nod and go, mm. And then that was like, so she never actually really said anything. Do but, tell, do yes. tell, Regis. Right. Uh, there was actually a piece in the Washington Post by uh, Karen Tumulty uh, just yesterday about that more women are tuning out of politics, and I just want to say. If you're exhausted, I feel you. You are my people. <laughs> I get it. And that's why we're going to do right. something with just like a little bit lighter tone. Please come here in the morning or at the end of the day. Very easygoing. Uh, there were questions about, you know, because of the, the title of our podcast, are we drinking on the show? And we Not just, yet. No, that's right. And I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I, it actually has a breakfast feel to this show. Yeah. You know, we're so doing, uh, we're doing morning TV, yeah, but yeah. radio. That's so right. I don't have to put on makeup. That's right. That's yeah. right. You can watch morning TV anytime. Uh, so we, I also noted in our debut that I am very pregnant. We're just going to do this show until the contractions are here. And one thing about being pregnant, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life yesterday. Uh, there is such a thing as pregnant brain. And I'm really living on the edge, putting it out there, trying to host a show while I'm this pregnant because there's some short-circuiting going on oh, up wait, here. I have no excuse. At least you have an excuse. <sighs> yesterday... We were making dinner at the house, and I decided, like a late pregnancy woman, that I needed microwave mac and cheese (laughs) for dinner. So the kids are taken care of with something actually vastly more nutritional than that. My husband has something. I'm going to make myself some mac and cheese. So I microwave uneventfully a Kraft mac and cheese little bowl. I was going to ask you. You know the ones that that come in little bowls? It's as easy as possible. This is... Don't, Don't fill over the line. So we bought these... 
for the children because they can make them themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I make one. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Added some special stuff. I like to add some real cheese and some some butter and even cream in there. Just like step it up a oh, notch. Yeah, because, you know, those Kraft mac and cheese, yeah. it's not enough. No, really. I'm Michelle it's, it's... Richarding my, oh, okay. yeah, sure. my Kraft yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah. So I, I, I fancied it up a little bit. It was delicious. I was like, I need another one. No apologies. Oh, you had two cups. Yes. Oh, they're sp- but I, they're small. But I go and I make the second one, throw it in the microwave. A few minutes later, my husband and I are sitting there and I'm like, this smells like it's burning. <laughs> I, can, I can distinctly smell oh. it. That is another pregnancy thing that was helpful to me is this very strong nose. I'm like, yeah, there's definitely something going on. Well, then it starts smoking in the kitchen. Oh, no. So we, I go in there and I'm, I'm like, we'll figure it out what it is quickly. I'm like checking the burners. Everything's off. The stove is off. I check. Um, is it the coffee coffee maker? No. Is it the pebble ice maker, which we just bought? And my husband would be very sad if the pebble ice maker was smoking for some reason. I'm thinking this is an electrical issue. I need to get the dog and the children out of the house. What is going on? Because we can't find the source. <laughs> oh. Until my husband comes over, hits the button on the microwave, and it just billows out because. Yours truly did not put water in the pasta before she put it in the microwave for three minutes. Thanks for letting us know what happens if you don't add water to it, by the way. (laughs) Like, there's just, I, by the time the three minutes was up, I didn't even remember that I had attempted to make mac and cheese. You had moved on. I was on to something else. The brain is. Okay. So, so how not on all cylinders? How right did now. you did you try it? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it looked awful. I actually took a picture of it. It's horrendous. Maybe we can put it in show notes or something. I'll put it on my Instagram. Yes, it was horrendous. The whole house still smells. I would like to apologize to my family for trying to burn the house down with my second bowl of mac and cheese last night. The pregnant brain. Is that what we call it? Pregnant, pregnant brain. brain. Pregnant yeah. brain. Also, and that, look, that I know it's probably considered like. I don't know, a gender offense for me to say that pregnant brain is affecting me in this way. But it's a real thing. It's, it's well, a real it's thing, a, ladies. Well, and very, ladies who've been there, you understand. And at the very least, it's a handy excuse. You can get away <laughs> with a lot of things. Just, oh, sorry, pregnant brain. Pregnant brain. I didn't mean to throw that at you. No, he, I didn't but, mean to throw the stapler at you. Before, yeah. uh, before my husband left this morning, he said, uh, he said don't burn the house down. Yeah, uh, he yeah. meant that. He's got to he's got to be at work, I, you know. I can't. I'm unsupervised. You know what I for I, a period of time. You know what I learned with the mac and cheese, by the way, making it for my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, to put a little plate underneath it. I find that whatever the material, the liquid inside will bubble over, and there's a and they, yes. there's no warning about that. There's caution; it's hot, but there's no warning that the bubbling liquid, that weird plasticky liquid, mm-hmm. is going to starchy. Yeah, and yes. how it, I thought it initially was leaching through the bowl up uh, through the through the cup, but no, it actually when the temperature gets hot enough, it, while it's being microwaved, it overflows. See, now I took care of that. I put a paper towel oh, you un- so, under you the know. thing, so you did but there was no part. water to overflow. So that could have, yeah, yeah. Been a instead I just scary. put a paper towel in there to catch fire probably when do the, ever, uh... do you ever put like ham, <laughs> do you ever put ham or anything like that in it or bacon? I remember having uh, mac and cheese with some, you know, like little cubes of, of, or, or I don't, but canvas. now that you say oh, that, I, I kind of want to go home and do that. So it's great. Oh. It's, a, it's a little protein. I'll put here. my husband on speakerphone to walk me through the process. <laughs> Get a ham steak and you could cut now, it up. The now I'm adding some water. Let's let's talk a little bit about your grocery list. Oh, sure. Which is um, no doubt increasing. Have you have you noticed this? I, I look for specials. I was just at the supermarket this morning. 
And usually there's, for example, a special on pastas where you can buy, you know, and you don't actually, I know, I know you don't have to buy like, you know, the 12, you know, the, the, you know, the 12 things of yogurt, for example, to get it for how many, you know, whatever it is, you know, $14, right. you can just buy one in most supermarkets you will get then the individual discounted price, but you have to read carefully about that. But most Is places, that so? okay, now yes, I know that. Hmm. at least that's what my mother-in-law says. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, but I, I do notice for uh, pasta was about three nineteen for a box of spaghetti, which wasn't bad. What I did notice, Mary Catherine, was yesterday uh, I went. I had a craving for McDonald's, which I have not had in quite some time. I used to go to McDonald's all the time. I support this. Yes. But it's uh, now I go maybe once every couple of weeks at most. At most, I'm not. Th- there was a time, for example, in my life when I lived in Vienna, Austria, as a student, I secretly went to McDonald's five days in a row, but never told anybody, and I went to five wow. different locations because I was so embarrassed about. It. So that was that. So now, as I'm recovering, McDonald's attic, I went in. I said, "Well, I'll get my. I'm a, I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever look at the size of the sandwiches, they're actually quite. The Big Mac is not big. No. You look at the patty; it's small, right? A right. quarter pounder is bigger." in meat than, than a Big Mac, and it's actually more expensive. So I thought, I'm going to have a quarter pound with cheese, uh, a filet of fish, a little surf and turf action for you. Oh, nice. And medium fries, because we have soda in the office. So medium fries and uh, a quarter pound of filet of fish. Do you know how much it costs? More, I, yeah. I would guess like nine bucks. More than $15. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just doing my quarter than, pounder order. I didn't add your filet of yes, fish. <laughs> no, but if you and, – and so I was like, this has got to be a mistake. And if you look at – That's a know, real deal entree right there. It, it, bucks. It is. I used to say I prefer McDonald's over like the salad place because, you know, you pay more for a salad. But now it's – and it's it's all these, all these various little expenses, whether it is the price of meat or everything else that's going up. And it was over $15. Ooh. So this is the this is the great inflation question of 2021, and there has been discussion among economists. I am not one among among experts on this about whether this is going to stick around or it's just a short term thing. There has been pumping; they have been pumping a lot of money into the economy, which can cause these things. But the question is: Is it fleeting or no? And the latest indications suggest that perhaps it is not. Um, this is from a Reason story mm-hmm. on said inflation. News that the September Consumer Price Index rose by 5.4% on a year-over-year basis should be evidence enough for the Federal Reserve Chairman, Chair Jerome Powell, White House economist, and even the President to admit that we have more than a temporary inflation uptick on our hands. By the way, uh, something I want to do on this podcast is add to the to the knowledge base of the um, we we st- we tend to abbreviate things in Washington a lot. Yes, we do. And sometimes without thinking about it. So the CPI Consumer Price Index. Right. I looked up how it's uh, formulated today. What? Do you know? No. It's fun. What? It's like Nielsen ratings for oh. stuff you buy at the grocery store. So this, I, I looked up at the the Bureau of Labor Statistics. BLS. Yes, uh, the CPI Market Basket is developed from detailed expenditure information provided by families and individuals on what they actually bought. They do interviews with them. They have diaries that they keep. Mm. And over a two-year period, they determine what items should be... That really is like a Nielsen. Yeah, in this hypothetical basket. And then they price the basket. So that's how we get that measurement. That's amazing. (laughs) You know, I was a Nielsen family one time. So was I. So fun. I know. So, you know, you had what they call an automator, which sounds like something from like... uh, uh, or like some dodgy autometer, but it, it's a. Uh, it, it, you had to hook it up to your to your TV, and I think the problem was 
technology for TV was developing so fast that Nielsen could not keep up in terms of matching with the automator. So I had mine uh, eventually removed. But I was. And uh, when did you have yours? And did it? Did you feel like you were making a difference with what you were watching? I felt more power than I've ever felt in my entire life. Uh, I will represent. say, remember how this much was, they said you represent? I was twenty five thousand people right. in Northern Virginia. That's right. This was before I was on TV because it would be unethical if I were on TV. All right, you just leave um, it on the loop. Just watch yeah, yeah. myself. Gosh, my ratings are amazing. Right, right, right. The time slot, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't do that. It was before that, but I had the the contraption on my TV yes. that measured what yes. I watched. And uh, but it, it also became very nerve wracking because if you left it on something for more than ninety seconds, it would get these votes for these twenty five thousand people. It's um, and I would also like to apologize to everyone because Laguna Beach got a lot <laughs> of votes in my house, <laughs> and Arrested Development, which was on oh, at the same good. time, did not. So I oh, had to take some wow. responsibility for that. You're responsible. It was one of the greatest shows, and it didn't have a lot of people based on Nielsen ratings. It got by me. It got by me, and I. That? It's it's something mm-hmm. that I carry around with me to this day. But anyway, I tried. By the way, I tried single handedly to save uh, the show Time of Your Life, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. And uh, that valiant did, effort. It was. I, I watched it every time. Uh, also, there were weird spikes in I think Cinemax after 10 p.m. I don't know why, but <sighs> so very strange. strange. I don't know why. I don't know so why. So strange. It, by by extension, you could blame me for like Jay Cutler for all of the Hills for all every single really the Hills personality yeah. that came Great. out of Laguna mm-hmm. Beach. I could be partially blamed for anyway. Anyway, so that's how this. <laughs> The point being, that's how the CPI is created. <laughs> okay. It's good to know. It's good to look. So, yeah, so 24,000 weekly diaries and 48,000 interviews were used uh, over a two-year period to create this basket of stuff that they then mm-hmm. price, and we figure out uh, what inflation looks like. At any rate, uh, I have been noticing it. I have some. How so? Mine is the bacon index. Oh. Because I buy a lot of bacon for my family, not to be like a internet dweller cliche because i know everyone or a, sort of a north carolina <laughs> stereotype true that yeah, that also that's where it comes from yeah but we buy a lot of bacon uh because it's protein it's good for you uh well it, by my book it is and uh it's and great. the kids love it everyone in the family you render will, the fat everyone in the family will eat it so we make a lot and i noticed the even the off-brand uh, bacon, which is what I like to buy. We don't do no Oscar is, Mayer around I, here. I was going to say, you're not doing the Neiman Ranch. No, we're no. doing store bo- store brand, pr- preferably Aldi, and it's going oh, wow, up. that's good. We're talking almost double yeah. what it was yeah, maybe six or eight months sure. ago. Um, I know my bacon prices, and I can see it. The interesting thing is that the White House and Jen Psaki, who's the spokesperson for the White House, they seem to be convinced that this isn't going to register with people which i find to be a strange political calculations here's here's jen saki being asked about it at yesterday's briefing well it requires us explaining and through working with all of you as well that um the cost of meat is also related to competition and the uh the the small number of large uh, meat producers who have a dominance over the market. And uh, the fact that a lot of these issues are uh, not as simple as a one-sentence explanation, uh, and that different industries have different issues in the supply chains, different issues that are causing some increases in prices, and also because we all understand the American people are not looking at cost-to-cost comparisons from this year to two years ago. They're looking at cost-to-cost comparisons to their checkbooks from eight months ago or 12 months ago. And even though factually, if you look back, to two years ago, things may be comparative. 
That's not how people look at things. So our objective here is to tackle each of these issues uh, with the approach that we think will help address it in the shortest term. It's more complicated than just like the answer to how why this is happening might be complicated. But the fact that people feel this in their homes is not complicated. Is she saying that it's normal for us to compare the price of meat from this week to last, but not to think I guess, about I guess she's saying any... it's a more, if it, it's a, there's a more favorable comparison if you look further yeah. back. I guess that's what she's saying. <laughs> Perhaps. But they seem to think yeah. that if they, if they concentrate on it being transitory, that mm-hmm. people will not register this. And I do I not buy that. The registering. And they're not necessarily uh, blaming it all on the meat cartel. Yeah. You know, yes. so. Yeah. And again, I mean, it might also have something to mm-hmm. do with the fact that we locked down and paused supply chains for like months yeah. at a time, thinking it might it yeah. wouldn't make any difference right. because no, there are there are there are economically sorts, there are all sorts of disruption. But the fact the fact is the price is going up, and what are they doing to address it? And uh, you know, you can't just blame it on as I like to call it, big meat. <laughs> and what? <laughs> it's what it is. Okay, I, sorry. It's a family friendly show. I'm just it is. saying it's big it meat. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I was just about to make it worse than I'm yeah, not I bet going you were. to. I bet you were. See, well, I stopped. I know you did. People are listening to the sun's still out. I don't yeah. want to do uh, gloom and doom, but mm. this is uh, piling onto it a bit, was an assertion by the, the U.S. government yesterday that it expects households to see heating bills jump as much as 54% compared to last winter. Now, this has several factors involved uh, that, for instance, uh, natural gas production oh, yeah. went down a little bit. Obviously, demand will go up as things get colder. Uh, in Europe, demand has been up because they did not have a very windy summer, yes. which cut down on their renewable resource part of their economy. Um, and things are just picking back up. So we need more fuel. The prices are expected to be jarringly higher, uh, which is another thing that, again, and this is what I, I want to touch on in the show. Th- these are things that you feel in in your home. Mm-hmm. Your bacon prices and how warm you can keep your no, house. I get the bill every month, and then I look at it, and I like to compare it to, well, compare it from month to month. And obviously, I expect a low bill during parts of the year and a high bill inversely with, with, with gas and electric. But if it goes up, then sometimes I will actually go in and figure out why, because sometimes the companies will give you a cost adjustment, for example. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what you were talking about, Europe, yes, it's a real- get in, get in there and haggle with those it's, companies, it's, Nick. It's, it's, it's every, every little dot. I like how they also try to- Hi, the, it's Vic again. <laughs> yeah, it's Vic. I, yeah, as if I would actually get somebody on the line, by the way. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they actually, and they're always trying to get you to join their program where you pay some, this weird flat fee. So it might be that more now, but wait till it goes up later. It'll say, stay the same. But I don't, I feel like that's a trap. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it, that's like buying the rental car uh, gasoline oh, really? before yeah. you bring it back in. I never do that. And then I yeah. end up working myself yeah, yeah. over because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, try to get to the airport. It oh, I know. Did not and then you end up having to pump gas. Like, it, have it I met myself before? I thought I was going to get there. <laughs> Right. Surprise. What happened? But the thing in Europe is interesting because, for example, in Germany, where this is a real problem and they're now resorting to coal, you remember it was after the uh, they they uh, under Angela Merkel, they they banned uh, they stopped nuclear power because of Fukushima. Do you remember in Japan? Mm -hmm. And what scared them was not just, you know, the earthquake, but the tsunami. Yeah. And 
And the thought that what a tsunami was going to come over Germany, I am. It's that's the weird thing. But I mean, they you know they have like that doesn't sound pro science to no, me. No, it doesn't. But they're traumatized by Chernobyl, and that's why they're just. I said we can't have any. No, I mean this is this is the as opposed there, to France. There is a price to be paid for going too quickly toward renewables. Whatever you think of them, uh, they are not as reliable all the time. If you have, for instance a less windy summer than normal. Yeah. Um, so there's a price to be paid for that and for mm-hmm. shut, uh, for scuttling nuclear, which is something we've done in this country for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So, uh, well, and also, uh, get you, a blanket, y'all. I was going to say, or hope for global warming. There's that. That's right. There's that. <laughs> um, if you're going, I don't know, outside the globe, maybe you don't need the heating. Well, transition. I know. It's I right. give you a B plus. It's nice. You know, you're really the king of the. I can't. I can't. I had compare. a bad one yesterday, so I cannot so. compare. Uh, William Shatner off to space yesterday. William Shatner, of course, of Star Trek fame. Captain Kirk himself. T.J. Hooker also. Also T.J. Hooker. He is 90 years old. I couldn't believe that. Looks fantastic. Just. It helps to have a little please, weight. Please let let me be that guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to look exactly like William Shatner when I'm 90, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> you no, know, you know, I mean, it helps to have the extra weight. It, it works itself out if you make it to that age. No, he's 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 yeah. doing great. So he takes the he takes the flight on Bezos's. I don't know. The blue phall- Orch. Phallic shuttle <laughs> up to. <laughs> was it? Was it blue? I thought it was. I thought it was Elon Musk's Blue Origin. Is blue? Is that? I don't I'm know. wrong. You know what? I can't keep all We're the billionaire shuttles a, straight. We have to issue a correction. Because it could be me. Sorry, I didn't mean to disrupt you. Please continue. <laughs> so he goes up to space. Um, and by the way, the, it is it is Bezos he's, he's hanging okay, with. Okay, okay. Um, and I got to give props to Bezos because he knows that people have an issue with the billionaire space race, right? There's a That's like, right. Why aren't you spending your money elsewhere? I don't have a problem with it. I will say that I'm not a real, I'm not, I don't, I'm not into space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. There's something missing up. There's something missing in my in my sort of grander imagination because I'm not fascinated by space. But I love that you people like the are, idea of it. and we get things from that innovation. Mm-hmm. And I know that, so I don't begrudge anybody spending their money on this. I like that Bezos keeps bringing along sympathetic characters to his now, space his yeah. space race missions. This helps the cause. And by the <laughs> way, yes, I, I, I forgot because Elon Musk is SpaceX. Yes, that's right. So this is Blue Origin. Yeah, you're right, right. Which so. I thought was a cosmetic store. What am I it sounds like a 90s Is club origin? close. Origins. Yeah. Yes, origins. origins. But Shatner was very emotional returning to Earth, saying, basically, everybody needs to do this. Would you go to space, Vic? Yes, but assuming that it's just like going on a plane and going higher and not, you know, not like, for example, do you know, like when they were filming Apollo 13, you know, and yes. they rode the plane that they would call the vomit comet, you know, I don't need to feel that kind of weightlessness. I'll take a pass. Uh, but I mean, I like, for example, you know, if you see in First Man and uh, Ryan Gosling plays uh, Neil Armstrong, right? And uh, the opening scene, uh, he's on that other experimental plane, and it goes above the atmosphere, and for a brief moment, you know, he starts to bounce off the atmosphere. Kind of exciting, scary, but if they have full control over it, count me in. That's great. But my, like you, my personal um, goal is not so much going to space. I'm looking for a direct flight from Reagan to Cape May. <laughs> Because if yes. you look at our window, it's actually due east. These and are my priorities. It is, because if I drive up to Cape May or even take the ferry, it's about three and a half to four hours. But if I took a plane from Reagan to Cape May, it would be about 20 minutes. Ugh. It's insane. 
That's what you need. Uh, yeah. Why aren't the billionaires spending their money on, on that? The, on the, I have more direct flights on, to Cape May. On things and that Bermuda. I want. And Bermuda's just down the, off the coast. I'm okay. with you. So here's, we're going to try and play Shatner here. The vulnerability of everything, it's so small. This air, which is keeping us alive, is, is thinner than your skin. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a sliver. It's, it's immeasurably small when you think in terms of the, of the universe. This is so pure. And Robot Bezos is standing next to him, just sort of nodding seriously. <laughs> William Shatner is the narrator we need that, for space that's exploration. Right. In, in the words of Jodie Foster at Contact, they should have sent a poet. <laughs> Not a scientist. <laughs> really, I, really, actually, I'm, I'm so jaded in general, but this is a really beautiful moment. Yeah. I, I might be more well, hype on space yeah, now. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I would go to space. It's you don't co- think you would? I don't think I'd pay what they're going to require. It wouldn't be worth it for me. There are things that I do not enjoy. Uh, I like roller coasters, but I don't like those drop zone things. Mm-hmm. So I think that the feeling of weightlessness is maybe not my jam. <laughs> I don't. I, like I don't. The idea I don't want to jump out of a plane. I've never wanted to do that. I, I haven't done that either. But I do like the idea of space exploration. So yes. this is a, if you're talking about how to get from one part of the globe, part of the globe to the other in a short amount of time. That's great. Let's do it. I'm here for. Otherwise, other I'm there doing for it. not just for the because I think they don't. They land in basically the same place. I mean, they're not. They're not like arriving in London. Yeah, they're just trying to get into later. orbit, come back down. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now that's something that I would be safety wise more comfortable with. I don't want you sending me to the moon. I don't want to do uh, that. I don't want to do that slingshot thing somebody should that they there. had to do. Somebody should go to oh, in Apollo 13. I, I don't want yeah, to do that because I'm not. I'm, math yeah. is not my strong suit. Same. Someone else on the craft mm. would have to handle that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not there no, for that. Same. <laughs> I've never watched Gravity because I find it so frightening it's that intense. you would be just out there. It's very cold in space. Nope. Nope. I'm a nope. I'm a nope. Even on the Amazon Bezos craft, I'm a nope. For now. You can check back with me. I mean, if he makes it like, you know, as cheap as most Amazon stuff is, maybe I would think about it a little more closely. <laughs> Unlikely. So I have a, I have media bias news. Uh-oh. I mean, I always do, but this is, Breaking. this is a big one. This is a big is one. Is it? Uh, well, Katie Couric mm. is, has been dishing a lot in her upcoming book. Uh, and she's not, it's called Going There. And oh, girl, she, did she. <laughs> is that the subhead? Oh, <laughs> I wish it were. It should have been. <laughs> I wish it were. But she's she's talked a lot of junk about a lot of people, which is what you have to do to sell a book. Yeah. Okay. So everybody be prepared when I write mine. So you're, she talks you're about. You're all in for so it. So she talks about. <laughs> oh, boy. I want, I'm on my best behavior here. Uh, so does she talk about Matt Lauer? I assume. Uh, I, yes. I think I'm there's sure. all, 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 the, sorts of all the coworkers throughout. Mm. Oh, wow. The years. Yeah. Uh, but this is about an interview she did with Ruth Bader Ginsburg in 2016 at the height of the sort of Kaepernick uh, mm-hmm. NFL kneeling anthem flag mm-hmm. protest mm-hmm. era, when that was a big deal, right. when it was a flashpoint politically for everybody. I mean, it remains a big deal. We still talk about it. And every time Trump brings it up, we're going to talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but at the time, she interviewed Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was sitting on the Supreme Court, and she asked her about these protests. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is, of course, liberal icon. Yeah. No notorious. Less, the notorious RBG had not so nice things to say 
about these protests. She was critical of them. What did them. she say? Um, well, the quotes that made it into Katie Couric's piece were that uh, that this was dumb and disrespectful. Now, that was that was pretty harsh compared to most, mm-hmm. I think, left of left of center oh, sure. uh, commentary on this. But it turns out she said more than that. She said a bunch more. She said that it showed a contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life. And then she that's continued great, to ask her about it. She basically says, like, that's a you know, there's no, no law against being disrespectful in this way, but I'm not a fan. And she compared it to uh, flag burning. She was like, I'd say the same thing about flag burning. You know, uh, that's the kind of thing that Scalia, you know, would have been so pleased to hear. Oh my gosh! I'm sure, right? was, I'm sure they talked about it because they go on trip. They I'm used sure to go on trips did. together, him and Ruthie. So Couric sort of excised all but the dumb and disrespectful line as to, a favor to, in her words, protect RBG, yeah. who she considered a liberal icon, mm-hmm. from making perfectly coherent criticisms of this protest, which is infantilizing to RBG. And right, I know. Not let, ethical. Me, let me protect you. Yeah. I'm doing this in your interest. Trust me on this one. It's like surprising and not. So the the the, the not surprising thing is that she did it because she's done it before. She did it before on a gun control issue that was actually uh, reported by our former uh, uh, gun reporter Steve Katowski, now at the Reload. Uh, and then uh, and then now she has this. What what is surprising is that she's admitting to it. Yes, which you know it's gonna, she's gonna sell some books. She went there. Yeah. Well, that's it's, uh, it's a hot take. So, so she, she's got to sell some books, but it is mm-hmm. it's a surprising admission of something that's pretty shameful yeah. from a journalist. Yeah. When you and get I, I, I did she know it? Did she think it was shameful when she wrote it? Or did she think she was I guess she said she wrestled with it. She talked yeah. to a um an ABC executive, news executive who told her you shouldn't do that. You should keep it in. But apparently, he didn't win that argument. Um David Brooks told her that he that maybe maybe she hadn't understood the question. Which hey, is I'm another, like I'm like that. Okay, this is All another right. Right. New York right. Times uh, columnist David Brooks. This is another uh, part of the story. Get the standard is that did did Couric believe that she was incapable of understanding questions? Mm-hmm. In which case, mm-hmm. that seems like a real buried lead for this story right, that right, you're right, getting right, with RBG. Right. Yeah, she's a uh, the liberal placeholder. Yeah, and so we just keep her there. During that tumultuous time. So, dumb and disrespectful, but we didn't hear the rest of it. Because RBG needed to be protected That's by right. Katie Couric. So, also, like, how many other... Oh, she said she said that she was afraid that racial justice was a, quote, blind spot for her. And that she wanted to, like, shield her from this. Yeah. Pretty blasé about that mistake. I would like to know about, I don't know... Every interview Katie Couric has ever yeah, done. Yeah, what about now? the rest of them? And also, uh, are the networks going to cover this? Yeah, there, there does Except seem for to Fox. be. Yeah, that's going to be the least. Yeah, there, uh, there a does... meteor could be coming down right now into the planet, and then the, the, the top story will be the Katie Couric book. There but, does seem to uh, be. Right, listen, listen. There does seem to be some some coverage of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know how widespread it will be, mm-hmm. and. As things work in this world, it'll just sell more of her books and nobody mm-hmm. will actually face any consequences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that that's, works. That's how it works. Which is that's why I'm selling okay. you out, Vic, when I write <laughs> my book. You know what? I need more famous friends. I got to tell you. Well, selling, selling Vic out isn't going to get me anything. No, I'll he's tell been, you what, though. He's ever, been way too forthcoming about his, ever, his foibles. Ever, ever, since, ever since we started this show, I've gained at least four followers. 
on Twitter. So this is amazing. I mean, if you think about the rate over a year. Oh, my gosh. It could be it. huge for you. <laughs> By the way, you can follow me at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Where are you, Vic? I am at Victorino Mattis, which is very – Sonny Bunch, our friend Sonny Bunch, says that it's way too long of a Twitter handle. But uh, I – Vic Mattis was taken. Yes, and the poor Vic Mattis I, who was, has that handle, I have tweeted several times yes, over. Yes, that's right. And he's, I, he, he takes it in stride. Bless Although one of, the, one of the funny things is, uh, you know, my mother-in-law telling me that she's following me. And, of course, she was following Vic Mattis all along. It's like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Doesn't even look like you. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk about any of the things Some I would, the, yeah, I would that's right. imagine. That's right. I, um, you're a bit of a runner, Vic. I am. I am. Uh, I've only done strange but true. Strange but true stories, and it's the only way that I'm alive because I haven't curtailed my uh, eating or drinking. So the running is what I do, and uh, I try to run three times a week. Uh, and I, thanks to your husband and a listener, uh, Dwayne Carpenter, who is also a a, a running uh, coach, um, they both gave me the same advice, which is to vary up your times. And so I do um, a, a typical. Medium run of about 6.2, so like a 10K. I'll try to do a longer run, which is 7. And then I'll do a short run, which your husband recommended, and try to do it fast and do a sub-10, maybe four, four and a half miles. That's as good as it gets. I'm not going. I haven't. I've done the most I've run is eight, eight and a half. That's good. Which is still a far cry from a a marathon. marathon. So the Boston Marathon took place this week after many COVID era postponements. Um, it's usually a spring race. They skipped it. They skipped it twice. They put it off till October. So here it is. Here it is in October, uh, a fall Boston Marathon. And I'm a runner who's given up on running. Well, you can't run now, obviously. Well, yeah. No, I, pregnant running is not ideal. People do it. I, Have you run a marathon? I've run several, yes. Oh. They're as terrible as you would imagine. Uh, the last one I ran with my husband, actually, was the Marine Corps Marathon in... It was the last the one last I had. One. It was 2019. 19, October. And it was the worst, almost the worst possible weather for a marathon. It rained for 23 of the miles, <laughs> pouring, pouring rain. And then for the last three miles, the sun came out and it was 88 degrees and baking us just like i mean you could see yeah, the, the moisture coming off of everything yeah uh it was brutal did not get a great time didn't hit my goal time on that one and uh, my husband says he's one and done that was it for him i've done four i've done four that's so impressive but i think i'm i think i'm done i learned at some point in my late 30s and 40s that you don't have to run to be in shape you can just do other things and i was like wait i don't I don't like it that much. Maybe I just won't do that anymore. So I like lift weights and things. What were the, what was the fast, what was the winner? Uh, it was pretty fast. Wasn't yeah. It? So the Boston marathon, I mean, it's insane. You have to qualify to get into it. It's, so it's under three. Yeah. It's, uh, the winner went, ran a two Oh nine. Just to give you some perspective, I run a half marathon on a very good day in two hours. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, the, I can't imagine this is double. Yeah. The speed that I am running so for should, double yeah, the time. Yeah, I can't do math, but I imagine that it's you're doing pretty fast miles I mean, nonstop. I was asking, I was telling my husband, like, what does that even look like to watch that person run by? Yeah. And it's a it's a sprint. It it's looks a, like a sprint. You're sprinting for 26 miles. Yeah, you're running very very fast. So at the end, even at even at the end, he kicked for like the last three miles or something, 
and had under under five minute miles. We we're talking like four forty miles or something. That's really for the last part impressive. of the marathon. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to get there, Vic. I'll cheer you on, but you're not either. <laughs> and <laughs> not with my plantar fasciitis in one foot and the gout on the other. But I wasn't the only one. We weren't the only ones who couldn't make it to the Boston Marathon. Yes. So Kirsten Cinema is the the the, the sought after. Senator from Arizona, who is at the center of so many negotiations over the uh, the the bills in Congress right now, which I'm not even going to get into the bills. Let's just let's. She's just she's an enigma to many, and they want to figure out what she wants to get this the infrastructure bill and the uh, more the infrastructure bill. She's okay on the 3.5 trillion dollars that they want to spend in in addition to that. So, because people want so desperately to talk to her about this, that they follow her into bathrooms occasionally, they decided to also follow her to the Boston Marathon, where she was going to run. And this is just a queen move. She didn't run it. <laughs> she didn't run it. Uh, a bunch of activists were there to find her and like sort of run behind her with signs and yelling at her and what have you. Uh, your mileage may vary, <laughs> no pun intended, on whether that's appropriate. Uh, but she did not run it. She was just watching, because it turns out she hurt her foot. So I wish her the best. You have to think if you were one of these people who flew all the way across the country to heckle a senator. You know, this is a perfect 2021 story. They flew across the country and then had to drive another 10 hours because their flights were canceled (laughs) during the... Was it a Southwest thing? Wow. It was was one of the... I don't know which airline it was, but their flights were canceled. So they, they drove another 10 hours to get there and not find her. On the way back home, I don't know if they ever think, was it worth it? What am I doing? I mean, they got a lot of headlines. The most possible way. Cinema, for her part, insists she's not an enigma. She says she's already told the White House what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. Reportedly, yeah. uh, this is uh, an uh, this is a quote that Politico got. I'm not mysterious. It's not that I can't make up my mind. I communicated it to them in detail. They just don't like what they're hearing, which is what I say to my children every day. <laughs> you know, it's too. I'm bad. not an enigma, children. It, it's too bad. She, it's too. It's too bad she's not a Republican. She'd be a renegade. Oh my gosh. You know what? I, I have to say that almost regardless of where I am on the policy, I do enjoy her just being like, nah. Yeah. Nah. That's right. She, she doesn't cave and neither does mom. All right. We're going to do another get to know you question. We're going to do this every episode mm-hmm. uh, for fun. And I did not preview which one I was going to do. Okay. Surprise Even me. to myself. Yeah. I have no idea myself. <laughs> I, don't, I, I literally have no Mark this blank. down again because I got to look it up. We're okay. going to find a question for Vic. So here's our question for today. Get to know your hosts. Which childhood game would you put it all all, the, all on the line for, Vic, in your own version of Squid Game? So you got to pick a childhood yes. game that you dominated. Yeah, and this is life or death. As you know, Squid Game yes. is that the loser dies. Yes. I would I would say maybe, maybe tic-tac-toe. Because I Ooh. sometimes win. <laughs> and... and, and, and there's a way to do it, as you know. There's a way to make it completely a stalemate, right? You pick a mm-hmm. corner, other corner. Right. And But every now and then, I get fooled, and I'm trying to learn that I'm just, you know, I think that my chances, if I do tick, the other games, I think I'd pretty much lose at, right? Um, tug of War, I'm, I think I'm pretty strong to a certain extent, but uh, I think tic-tac-toe, I give myself a 50-50. How about you, Mary Catherine? How about me? Uh, well, I was thinking about it, and a lot of kids' games are too much chance, right? It's like it's a lot of chance. war mm-hmm. in cards. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, you don't know what's in your hand. Um, ooh, maybe Sorry. I was really good at Sorry. Never played it. I had, there, There's a lot of hidden strategy to Sorry <laughs> you can come up with. 
Game I, I punk my children in sorry all the time. All the time. I, I should clarify, I would do better at tic-tac-doe, which I watched as a kid. Nice. Because they have very easy questions. The other thing I, you know, like Candyland, that's just, you know, you get you get. There's the, a lot of setbacks. You get the gumdrop dude and, and you're going you know, back it, you're, to. It's depending on those cards. Yeah. And then you can get all the way back to the beginning. It's, yeah, you want the lollipop it. princess mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. nothing else. That's right. Right? We used to try to. Mo- I used, it, my brothers and I used to try to cheat at that game. Like, oh yes. yeah, I shuffled them. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I did that too. I definitely didn't put the lollipop princess four down so that I can pick it. Molasses swamp. Is that what they call molasses swamp? Yeah. yeah don't get so. stuck in molasses swamp. You don't want to be there in, in the real game. You you. Die I will there. say in Squid Game, which by the way, if you've if, if you've watched it, uh, you know maybe if you're tuning out of the news because it's too intense, you might not want to watch Squid Game. <laughs> yeah, my wife has opted out. But I was I was frustrated because a lot of it w- was physical. And for the ladies involved, they were at a distinct a disadvantage. Bit. A little bit slowly. Uh, if it were just ladies, mm-hmm. I'd do an all-out sprint. I, I feel oh, good about my chances. you great about that. I feel good about my chances. Absolutely. Not a marathon. <laughs> just give me 50 yards. We do, we do a uh, uh, shameless plug. We do a bonus episode of Squid Game for subscribers to the <gasps> Sub Beacon. You have yes. to subscribe, though, for the bonus. And Check it out. Yeah. For the for the PG-13 R-rated version of Vic, check it out. <laughs> for the more family Friendly version. That's Stick right. with us here at That's Getting right. Hammered. Uh, and as soon as I have this baby, we might actually get hammered. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Thanks for subscribing, everybody. Check us out wherever you get podcasts. This is a Nebulous Media production. <laughs> <laughs>